The Matrix. Part Revolutions. Seven. Is it Revolutions is the third one? Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about the Animatrix first or uh, the shitty Matrix or? Neither. Neither. Which one do you want to talk about less? Uh, both. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is worse? The revolutions. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, by a little. So we should, I think, briefly talk about the Animatrix and then... You know, okay. spend the bulk of our time talking about the giant machine face made out of the little squid monsters. Oh, that looks like the 90s dancing baby gif. Yeah, the giant baby face. And she's like, what do you want, Neo? That's a great place to start the podcast. Why are we here? I don't know. Why yeah, are I, The machine asks these great questions, but I do know it's episode 35. So we can skip the part where you have to guess the number. All right. So it's episode 35, and it's kind of a double feature talking about the Animatrix and the Matrix Revolutions finishing up our discussion of the Matrix series, the Matrix trilogy, whatever the you want matrices. to call it. The matrices. Okay. That works. Yeah. That works. It okay. Does. So the Animatrices, since there are multiple films within the disc. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't seen that before. It's a direct-to-DVD, five or six short films by different anime directors and their interpretation of the Matrix, so they're telling stories in the Matrix universe, I guess. Well, yeah, within that Matrix or outside the Matrix sometimes, just that whole canon of work sort of either as prequels to the story or like sort of in-between bits of film or... How you know? The MCU. Huh? The MCU. MCU. Yeah, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Matrix Cinematic Universe. Oh. Yeah. Is that a thing now? No, I just made it up. I just uh, copyright us all years, so don't take that. Sounds good. Don't steal it, Keanu Reeves, or otherwise you're going to be sad again. He's always sad. I know he's always sad. He should be sad, though, after the Matrix Revolutions, but let's briefly talk about the Animatrix. He's sad. He made a bunch of money, probably. I think he made like $47 million or something ridiculous. But he's a nice guy. He like donates a lot to like the oh, yeah. sound I mean, guys and whatnot. He yeah bought everybody motorcycles and gave money to charities and shit. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. He's a cool guy. But he probably shouldn't have made this movie. If he didn't make it, someone else would have. Well, I, the original, I think Neo was supposed to be Will Smith. Okay. So. Thank God. Just think about that. This movie could have been... Well, no. Actually, it would have been a blessing in disguise if it was Will Smith because... Would have been hilarious. We never... We would have had the first one, yeah. But then the other ones never would have existed. Why? Why do you say that? Because it Will Smith, like being Neo, the fresh print of the Matrix. Right. Right. So why would the other ones not exist, though? Because, like, it would probably perform, like, worse, I think. That'd be a blockbuster. How? And Will Smith would fit a little bit of his Will Smithisms in there, maybe go, like, woo a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in that yeah. office scene, he'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, on the ship, he'd be like, damn, a couple times and wave his hand around. And Morpheus gives him the noisy cricket. Yeah. What, you know, basically <laughs> what make men, made Men in Black and uh, Independence Day successful was Will Smith's Will Smithisms. Okay. Could have thrown a couple of those in the Matrix. Would have made ten times the money. They would still be making them today if Will Smith was Neo. I got to give me one of them. Yeah, like when yeah. The, the agent kicks his ass. That's what he could say. Wait, what's that from? I got to get me... Some of them or one of them? Yeah. Is that from Men in Black? Nope. Independence Day. Oh, okay. Where the alien flying saucer little fighter ships are kicking the F-16s asses and his friend, um, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. The Preacher? Yeah, dipshit guy who takes his little mask off and passes out, dies. Where they're fighting in the Grand Canyon for some reason. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah. I'll take your word for that. Welcome to Earth. All right. Yeah. I remember that part. If he had said that to Morpheus... Just for no reason, 
No, Morpheus would have said that to... Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Zion. in the face. <laughs> so, is he punching him like on the table when they're first yeah. waking him up? Well, no. It'd be like a callback to like another movie he was in. Little Easter egg like slid in. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when, when would they fit that in? Where like would you put he, that? Like first is like, you know, crane gamed onto the ship. Oh, when Morpheus is like talking to him from like the fuzzy white light. It's like, Neo, welcome to Earth. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that could work. Uh-huh. That could work. Will Smith could have worked with his wife, too. And, like, his kid could have been the mouse. <laughs> I don't think his kid was born yet. Oh, Jaden. Yeah. Shithead. I don't think he was around in 1990-whatever, okay. whenever the Majors came out, 99. Okay. Yeah, I think he was born, like, shortly thereafter, but... Okay. It could have been cool. He could have been one of the babies uh, that... Um, Shit, who was the um, the only family, it seemed, in Zion who had kids? Oh, Link's family? Link, yes. Yeah. I was really Link. sad when they first said his name, and I was like, wow, Hyrule. Oh, wait, no. 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 Something much worse. Something, oh, black people? Justin, are you a racist? <laughs> the Matrix. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go on one of your KKK rants you're famous for. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, it could have taken a different direction to the movie. Will Smith or KKK rants? I mean, Will Smith, Will Smith being in the movie would have made it just much cheesier in the first one, and I don't think we would have gotten the other two. No. Yeah, so... But, I mean, you, you never can count out the Will Smith factor to the box office. I mean, he... Make shit movies, but yeah, movie people like, uh, see his name is like, oh, right. Will Smith. It's on like paper, Independence Day, bad movie. In reality, unbelievably entertaining. I have two words for you. After Earth. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the shit <laughs> movies right there. I have yeah. three words for you. But After Earth wiped out so much of that box office goodwill that... Well, I'll draw three words in the <laughs> air. It's M. Night Shyamalan. I think that's the reason After Earth fucked up. Uh, really? I don't know. I'm gonna say it's it was a bad script to begin with, and then um, we can review this sometime. But you know, let's it's definitely a trifecta between Will, Jaden, and M Night. Yeah. I, See, I I at least I've never seen that, but I've heard that Will was decent in it, and then the other two factors. Well, he didn't really well, do anything. Yeah, it. that's kind of the it's, thing. Like he spends most of the movie like lying on his side. He's like the marketing oh. was like Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, and he spends most of the time in their spaceship with like his broken leg. Like Jaden, you must fight the dinosaur feather monster. Oh, spoilers! My leg's broken. I can't help you. Fight him with your double-bladed lightsaber stick. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and watch that, and we can we can review it. So I'd yeah. really rather not. We'll review it after Jingle All the Way. Yeah, you can watch it when you're doing something else that you know because it's an inconsequential film. Okay. Just like the Matrix Revolutions. Much Are revolution. we on to that already? You finished talking about the Animatrix? Already? No, I was going to ask Justin what his favorite Animatrix short was. Uh, I like the one with the cat and the girl. <laughs> of course <laughs> you would. <laughs> Why did I even ask? No, I mean, it was, like, kind of cool to see, like, the Matrix can, like, you know, mess up, and sometimes people, like, can get involved in that, and for some reason, like, the agents are just like, eh, whatever, go about your day when that happens, and not, like, you know, agentize them and make them go away. Yeah, they were suspiciously not agent-like. They were kind of acting weird. Well, the agents in that one were more, like, just, you know government guys not really like killer agent people but i guess they were kind of like that in the first movie when you first meet them yeah they're the first movie they're like the men in black kind of deal yeah yeah but then they become cgi creatures yes and i like the one um i do like the one that's about the war between the machines and the humans that explains the backstory oh yeah that like that was actually kind of a cool backstory i actually like enjoy like backstory and lore like that building up some like universes like this movie um i actually don't like fallout but i like reading about the lore of fallout so that's like that sort of thing but my favorite short was the one where the uh the guy was running track 
Oh, and he like somehow like starts slipping out of the matrix just from like yeah. running so fast. He was like pushing himself to the limit and he was starting to, you know, bend the rules of the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It goes along with the dojo where Morpheus and Neo are first exploring that idea of like, oh, you think that's air you're breathing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like starting to question that when he's like training. Right. Like he's pushing himself to the limit, so he's starting to see the Matrix can't keep up. It's like the the Next Generation episode where Commander Riker is held captive by the little creepy alien kid and he figures it out because Data turns into a retard who can't do math. Yeah, and Riker calls him out. Yeah. <laughs> And tells Picard to shut the fuck up. As in, close your mouth and stop talking. <laughs> you really need to catch up on TNG. Yeah, I do. Happened like 20 years ago, but you should get on <laughs> that. <laughs> you should get started. Okay. I actually tried to start once, and then I got distracted by... A butterfly somewhere. Yeah, probably butterflies. That happens. Mm-hmm. Just start again. Okay. Try again. I'll just pick up at some random episode in, like, the second season, I think, where I was. Yeah, the second season has some hilarious episodes. Yeah. Okay. Not funny like The Matrix Revolution, great, though. Great television. Yeah. Quality not, comedy. Not funny like some guy in a giant <laughs> robot suit screaming with endless bullets, it seems like. No, no, they're not endless because there's that pointless scene where the kid runs out of the armored door with like the wheelbarrow full of bullets. Oh, that, to reload the ammo that automatically yeah. reload themselves. There's but, some dumb I mean, shit. They, okay, they are firing for like five, six minutes, and you see how big the bullets are that they're firing. They're doing that nonstop, and you have to believe that one of those little boxes like can sustain a giant robot nonstop fire for five minutes. They're packed and they're really tight. Maybe oh, it's okay. maybe it's like the, you know, the Marauder and Firebat suits in StarCraft. Like they actually manufacture the grenades and stuff inside the suit. Then so you wouldn't need the little. Kids. Maybe he's giving the thing the raw material. I don't know. I'm just trying. Ah, that's stretching. <laughs> yeah, it really and is. now you stretch in. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't they just have like the electric laser cannons or something and like fire them at the hole they drilled in or something? I. I, I don't know. Why didn't they have directional EMP? It, it really begs the question. Yeah. Yeah. They I have mean, directed energy weapons. They already established that. Don't think too much. It, it really... I mean, they've they've already established that EMPs are, like, the most effective thing. Yeah. So why don't they have directed EMP? I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, or why don't they just have the entire tunnels just lined with EMPs or, like... Who knows? Why don't they have a bunch of magnets to throw at the robots? Why don't those little like hoverboard things that they stick on the ships affect the robots at all? The, oh, yeah, okay. That's a good question. It, I don't think the I mean, I guess the robots did make those from the Animatrix, which was kind of cool. I like that part. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess you could go with the explanation that they forgot how all of this works, like the the old guy talking about the reactors or whatever. Well, no, they, it, like in the Animatrix, it actually said like, they had like the car scene where they're like, oh, like, you know, Zero One manufactures this cool car that hovers and it had the same little like yeah. hover disc things that's on the, the ships. Yeah. In the movies. Yeah. To establish that, oh, they're using machine technology. But I, yeah. I, I guess that the explanation as to why they couldn't exploit that further um, because they turned into like a bunch of cave people. That, yeah. Like they forgot how it worked. Caves and have big orgies. Yeah. Thankfully, there is no big cave orgy in this movie. Um, there's like a Return of the Jedi scene at the end though, where they're like all in the cave going, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's that. It's true. <laughs> God, fuck this movie. And they have their version of the Yub Nub song. I don't think. Do they? Do. I, I don't remember if they went into like song and dance no, or I'm like had drums. I'm no, they, they don't. No, no, they didn't. There's no humans playing the xylophone on robot heads. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Classic Star Wars, and fuck George Lucas for dubbing that with those dumbass kids singing that stupid ah, yeah, 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 yeah song. 
I don't remember that, but when you started that sentence, I thought you were going to, like, say it was, like, the the little kid song from, like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. No. <laughs> Which would have been really fucking hilarious. No, no, it's it's not quite that ingenious. Okay. All right, then. I just think that the Ewoks playing the xylophones and the Stormtrooper helmets is just iconic. Yeah, so is, like, not having, um, what's-his-face... Instead of the other Darth Vader ghost. Hayden oh, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Yes. But that's like when he stopped being Anakin Skywalker. So really, I mean, from a certain point of view, he did die then. Bro. No. No, yeah. It was give my me, best Rick McCollum. Give me Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> no. That's the name of the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. He's an X-Men villain? <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who... <laughs> Is like was Darth Vader in the original Return of the Jedi, uh, Sebastian Shaw. Oh, I thought you were making a Kevin Bacon reference. No, but no. I mean, I kind of get why they did that. It's just because like Sebastian Shaw, like in the old one when he went all hologram force, like it didn't look like you know burn victim Darth Vader really. Like, so unless you actually knew the actor, yeah. I... I mean, he he was the guy when they pulled the mask off in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but he like didn't have hair and like he had all the makeup. I think he looked kind of like a burn victim, or you know, somebody who'd been through that would look like after like thirty years of surgeries and yeah, you know, being in a black suit with no sunlight. I'm just saying, I didn't really recognize him as Darth Vader until like I thought about it after the fact, kind of. Oh, they should have given him some cream. Some cream? Some cream to put on his burns. Didn't they? I don't know. It didn't seem like it. An analgesic cream? Yeah. Those implants, they can right. really break out and be itchy. Like the plugs in your arms for the Matrix. Yes. It's Neo finds out when he becomes Jesus and gets on the cross. Oh, yeah. And then he like turns into like some robot angel... Thing. Right, where Machine God deletes Agent Smith, somehow finds out how to do the delete command. Yeah, delete system. Or empties the recycle Smith. bin, finally. Yes. <laughs> After all this time waiting, now it's time to delete Smith. So you're saying that the Matrix runs on, like, a variant of Windows 95? Yeah, probably. I mean, it probably has that pleasant... Like, every time they restart the Matrix and Colonel Sanders has to redo it, it makes that pleasant Windows 95 startup sound. That and it has and like the giant... Neo is the illegal operation. Yeah. Well, Exception. no, like I guess they were trying to say like both Smith and Neo were like illegal operations going on, and they both needed to like die to like bring balance. See, that's what I don't get to about the force. that thing. Yes. Is, is that they didn't explain anything about why there had never been a Smith in the other iterations of the Matrix, like. They established that there have been different versions of Neo, but it seems to be a surprise to everybody that Smith is now an anomaly as well. I think, and they never explained that. I think Smith may have existed in the other iterations, but because this iteration of Neo is so powerful, Smith becomes just as powerful, and to bring again balance, I guess, or to something. The force. Yes. Maybe I don't get stretching it because, uh, like, when he yeah. when he chooses to save Zion, that just like is the reset button, right? Pretty much to the Matrix. The what I got out of it was that yeah, that's going to reset the Matrix. So that's Zion, well, and Zion won't be destroyed, and everybody who wishes to wake up and be released from the Matrix will be released. Which I don't understand that how that works. Do they send people door to door in the Matrix to explain like, hey, you're in a computer simulation and you can wake up? Do they send like a postcard to all of them or mm. how does Neo know that Colonel Sanders is going to make that happen? Well, that's what the Oracle asks him, remember? And he says like something about like, oh, of course, I'm, you know, I'm not a human, implying that humans lie all the time but since he's a machine he's incapable of doing that machines lie too though because in the second movie he was telling neo about like if you go through that door shit's gonna get fucked up son and then neo goes to the door anyway and it all works out no oh, i think that's just because neo is like 
digital Jesus or whatever. And so, he gets like, on he the cross at the end. Yes. Did you get the religious like symbology? Oh, I don't know. I think I got it when I started face fucking me when he grew angel wings. But and, you know, and okay. then when he was led away on the hover sled for some reason at the end, like in the crucifixion pose. Hover sled. He's being put in the sepulcher. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> in, in three days, he's gonna wake up and move the rock out of the way. Oh wait, what happened to him after he like? So he he dies or whatever yeah. after he gets the angel wings, and then the the last time you see Neo is he's being like borne off into the sunset for some reason by robots on like a hover sled. Mm, maybe I zoned out of that part of the movie. I don't remember that. As soon as their little ship popped out of the clouds for no fucking reason, yes, I was that. just like, you know what, movie? I hope they crash into a mountain because I'm done. Well, they kind of do. Like crash into a mountain and get crushed like a soda can, like well, just that dead. Trinity gets crushed. Fuck Trinity. <laughs> She's had three, like th- you know, three strikes. You're out. Okay, come on. Actually, I thought it was really shitty that they killed her character. I thought it was really shitty they did a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. they had Bane on, on the ship, and oh. he, he breaks Neo's back. Yeah, then he blind him, too. Yeah. Yeah, because he was Smith. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> if agents are capable of doing that, why have they not explored this before? Or once, if they hadn't figured it out before, once Smith did it the first time, why didn't he go like, wow, that was a really great plan? I think because it's the limitation of being a machine is that they cannot think creatively like that, and that's the reason why there are anomalies or programs in the system like the Oracle that are specifically designed to represent, you know, like a chaotic emotional side of things that the the logic and order Colonel Sanders guy who architected the Matrix isn't capable of considering. So I guess the agents are probably like built in that guy's image that they're not really capable of being that creative and that's smith see that again that brings up the point like because in in the first movie too like smith is kind of an anomaly because like he has a hatred for humans unlike the other guys and he's telling morpheus like oh you know i fucking hate you so much i wish i could get out of here and stuff and they just bungled that whole storyline because they never really explained like why smith is an anomaly as well why he came up in this other than the fact he's just the counterpart to Neo, which right. isn't really just that sort of device. lazy thing. It's just like, oh, you have Jesus and you have like devil or something yeah, like that. The Antichrist. And, yeah. you know, he's, but yeah, you're right. It's, I mean, it just ends up being a plot device and they never really give any like backstory to that. Speaking of dumb shit with no backstory, that was an adequate explanation of that. I will buy that. <laughs> what is up with the guy who lives in the subway? The train man? Or yeah. The train? train master. Train master. Whatever his name is. Well, he's just a program. See, I don't get... He, shuttle... he like smuggles programs into the Matrix, but where are they coming from then? Yeah. I... That's what I'm saying. Explain this. And like, like, it's not humans like outside the Matrix putting it in. Is it like other machines that like have some sort of, you know agenda to like put little program girls in there like the doctor from iron man taking his daughter into the matrix was it just like a weird device to say hey we need a way to get neo back so train ride i don't know maybe they played half-life 2 i have no idea i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you either that's the part of the movie that makes zero like as dumb as the other shit is, at least they try and explain it, but it's just like, aha, I'm the train master. Down here, I'm in charge, because the trains run on time. I'm a dirty hobo. <laughs> okay. Who are you again, and why, you know, why do you matter? You know, what is the story here? Eh, whatever, you know. Well, I mean, he was uh, just a rogue program, like the the Frenchman or the weird ghost vampire things he employed. Um, oh, okay. So we're now citing The Matrix Reloaded as a quality film. Yes. Compared to this one, it <laughs> is. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, that shows how far we've fallen. <laughs> but, the, but this one just continues the problems that existed in that movie where they're just focusing on 
you know, the really big action set pieces and they're not really doing much of the explaining of what's going on or why it's going on or how those things got there, all of which we get in sufficient quantities in the first movie, enough to explain to you what's going on and be in the movie and engaged with it. This one just loses me. Every time I've seen it, it loses me like, you know, about a quarter of the way and it's like, oh God, like, See, what the I fuck feel are like they doing? <laughs> this is the type of thing where it's like, Somebody would come up to you if you say that on the street and be like, with like thick rim glasses, wearing like a plaid shirt, like, hey man, you just don't get it. It's like too deep for you, man. Would like, he also use beard oil? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, because I think I read something like the plot has to do with like some sort of like string theory and whatnot, and like they mix all this other like theoretical sciences and whatnot i'm like oh my god guys string well, okay, theory so they, they, yes. wow they take a I, two i haven't read about movie. this lately but like it was it, it has something to do around like string theory the whole like plot and whatnot with like multiple that is fucking stupid so they're trying to distill yeah. string theory into a two-hour film yeah okay see so that is it string theory no or is it quantum multiverse theory uh, it's honestly been a few years since i read okay. this uh, but it was something along those lines where it's I can, like... I can see the quantum multiverse idea. I can yeah. see that they're going for like the biblical stuff, the Jesus antichrist illusions. Oh, and, can you see that? No, I mean, I, I believe... I, it's easy to see, <laughs> but I believe it when you when you said that. Yeah. Because it's so obvious, but that's just like the laziest trope for movies. Well, I think it's I mean, because in, in the first movie they didn't really understand what they had done. Because there's like this weird thing where you're plugged into the machine that's controlling your mind, and then you have the hero who has to have the hero's got to fight some guy. You know, you, you have to have the antagonist for your protagonist to defeat. Yeah, but the whole ethos of the first movie that I liked so much was that it wasn't so much about you know being the chosen one or you know the prophecy or all this other bullshit. Harry it was Potter. about rebelling against the system. Yeah, and like the whole world around you is the system, and I thought that was a great message for that film. And then they kind of take that and shit on it by just turning it into like this basic, you know, biblical, you know, you are the chosen one, the prophet, you must, you know, bring balance to the force or whatever. Well, that's know? what I'm saying though. It's like it, I, the meeting for that must've just been like, you know, Oh shit. We need to make another movie guys. Wow. Fuck. My nose is bleeding a lot. What do we do? Crank this out. Lots of speed balls. And well, I mean, once they get the funding, they buy the speed balls and then they start writing right. after they, you yeah, it's definitely a speedball project, though. It's like, oh, it's like, I get this turned in by, like, you know, 12 o'clock tonight, otherwise I'm going to lose my bonus. Okay, so Neo's Jesus and Smith is the devil. High five. Yeah, I mean, how, are, how many other movies just, like, in the last 20 years have, have devolved to just going for that easy biblical storyline? I mean, you can argue that they did that with the Dark Knight trilogy, especially with the Dark Knight Rises, which was a piece of shit, and... Oh, where Batman is killed and has to climb out of the cave, yes, Jesus they, style, right, and he's they, returned. They did that with the, all the prequel Star Wars movies, and they did it with the Matrix movies. And let's not talk about the prequels and their prophecy because that makes right. no sense. <laughs> we touched on that point before, so we don't want to go back down that rabbit hole. But they made the same basic mistake: is like you watch the first Star Wars movie, and I'm talking about Episode Four, not Episode One. Anybody who thinks otherwise, fuck you. Uh, in episode four, the whole message in there is not like you're the chosen one. It's about rebelling against the system. He's fighting the system, which is, you know, the epitome is the system is the Death Star, right? And it's about, you know, friendship and... Yeah, adventure and all that. Right. Kind of like the first Matrix movie. And, you know, you're you're waking up and you're finding out what, you know, the world is really about. And then they just kind of shit on that again. The world is really about eating Cheerios, like sloppy Cheerios, and then having some kid say, Morpheus is fighting Neo, and then 20 minutes later, the same kid goes, eh, and gets shot. (laughs) (laughs) What did he like? What's he like? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, but, okay, were they really Cheerios they were eating? Because they looked very mushy. It looked like more like oatmeal kind of gruel type stuff yeah, foul smelling gruel i was yeah. like and they had the like the the big suspended container of it i always just thought i saw cheerios in there 
It's like the, the Cheerios with oatmeal and some milk. Like it just kind of got like it a paste. It looks like when you go to a hotel and there's like the cereal bar, except like nothing right. good comes out of this exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> well, nothing good comes out of the cereal bar in a hotel, so it's exactly like that. Well, I mean, you get like Frosted Flakes and stuff. That's not too bad. But, but you can get the... I always you don't eat. get nasty shit that looks like puke. Well, if you eat the oatmeal at the hotel, yeah. and you just got to get the little cup of cereal you can pour the milk in. Right. You I, get some little pre-boxed ones. Right. That's the pro strategy. Yes. Yes. But they don't do that a lot now because really? I guess those those things cost a lot. Getting the, like, yeah. the variety packs. Yeah, like, oh, the variety packs yes. are the best. I mean, like, yes. the, the per unit cost is just too high to keep supplying that. So you got to go to the matrix route and just have your your gruel, your gruel dispenser. Yeah, but again, right. like that thing, I understand it as like a as a you know plot device because they want to show the contrast between like the world he lived in and the world that is the real thing. So. Well, that was the first movie, what too. Like, yeah. they also had that bit where, you know, I can't remember which guy betrayed them all in the first one. Cypher? Cypher. Cypher. Like, you know, was all angry about that he had to eat grill all the time when he's in the Matrix eating steak with the agent. And then the kid, Mouse, who goes, eh, and gets shot, was like, <laughs> you think it tastes like chicken? Or, like, did the machines know what chicken tastes like? What? I mean... When he's how asking he, Neo, how does he know what chicken is? Like, did you? He's like, you ever eat tasty wheat? And Neo's like, oh. And he's like, you think the machines know what chicken tastes like? That's why everything tastes like chicken. Oh. Or do they not know? And that's why everything tastes like chicken. Right, right. right. But then how would he know what chicken really tastes right. like? If the that, machines don't know what chicken. Tastes that's what Mouse is asking. Like, since they don't know, like, why does everything taste like chicken? Like, what no, does that mean? Now, it's, see, we're looking back, and that is quality. It's frustrating at the times. It's like, wow, that's just a stupid stoner thought, but. Now it's like, you know, our tour level filmmaking compared to Neo and Agent Smith punch each other in the rain. Oh, God. Like, just that endless CGI fight where... It, Dragon Ball Z. No, and it, yeah. it looks worse than, like, a Dragon Ball Z video game. Like, you know, you see, like, the, the smudging of it the CGI. It doesn't look worse than the Dragon Ball Z live action movie, though. You're Do right. not watch that if you're you right. haven't. I've seen it, and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's still pretty bad based on the high standard they set in the first film. Yes. It's just like you see like graphics that look like from, I don't know, a video game like Deus Ex or something like 1999. And he's like, Agent Smith, punch. It's the setup to that fight is also stupid where like Agent Smith is taking over everybody in the Matrix. Yes. Like if he's taking over everybody, how come Machine God can't like get after that? Can't Machine God just press the reset button? Or can't Smith delete Machine God? Like, what, you know. But he has to have, like, uh, the key maker. Not the key maker. He had the key maker to get to, uh... Wait, what happened to the key maker? He just got iced, didn't he? I don't really remember. I assume he gets iced if everybody in the Matrix is an Agent Smith. Well, no, I mean, he, like, actually got iced and, like, died in the second movie. I already forgot about the second movie. Okay. Well, Smith absorbs a lot of those um, programs with special abilities, right? He absorbs the Oracle. Yeah. He absorbs, like, Sarah for a little hand uh, helper guy. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he gains all of her abilities, too, right? Which is kind of inexplicable, too, because he's supposed to make a copy of himself onto those programs. Overwrite them. Right, he's supposed to overwrite them, and it, that makes it sound like he's merging with them, which... He's he might be nicer if he had merged with her. The merge folders function? Right. Don't want to overwrite these files. You want to merge. Mm-hmm. Just gives me a headache whenever I start thinking about this movie. That's more. what I'm saying. Like I'm trying my best to make sense of this, but it... I mean, I think the reason why we get sucked into like this death spiral of trying to figure out the logic here is because the movie is unbelievable both in the story and in the visual effects, that it kind of just sucks you out of the movie to the point where you start nitpicking incessantly. Yeah, I I would grant you that the movie does lead you to nitpicking, but it also leads you to question, like, the fundamental premise of the plot. Yeah, the story. It sucks. But to the core of it, like, this movie, it just... So... Before, there was like, there's only two choices. Either we reset the Matrix and kill people in Zion, or, you know, everybody's doomed. And now it's like, there's okay. A, yeah, there's a third choice now. <laughs> because of the appearance of Smith, 
Which, if right. that's the fundamental hinge on which the plot rests, then why did they, they never explain that? Yeah. Or like, why he's such a big threat and like why he's just appeared now? And like, the only allusion to that that I can really find throughout the other two Matrix movies is that somehow when Neo like jumped into Smith in the first one, he somehow corrupted Smith's programming or something like that. But still, like, Smith- that's not a lot to go on. Yeah, and before that, like, Smith was already, like, a bit of an anomaly because, you know, he had that hatred compared to the other agents who were just sort of, you know, generic agent guys with guns. Yeah, he had already been corrupted somehow. Yeah. They just never tell us how. But that's the, that's the frustrating part. Yes. They just expect us to believe that he's now... That he's now an evil supervillain on Frieza's level. Right. Yeah. And Neo has to show up and give him the, the Trunks sword cuts. Um, I think it was more like the Goku sword cuts because, you know, or the punches because, you know, it actually was a fight, not Trunks just showing up two minutes later he was dead. It's true. But Neo kind of dies like Krillin. He just gets owned. Okay, Goku dies just as much. Yeah, but, I mean, the way Neo dies, Neo's just like, oh, like the only winning Krillin move dies is like not a to bitch. play. Goku dies, like, actually doing something useful. Krillin does die like a bitch. I mean, so many times. How many a, times did he die he like a bitch? bitch. The, he died... Uh, Frieza kills him. No, That's... no, he got killed by... Um, the Saiyans, didn't he? Yeah, he got killed by the Saiyans, and then he got brought back to life. Nappa and, Auto Parts right, killed then, him. Right, and then they went to Namek. Frieza. Frieza fucking killed him with, like, the little, like, you know, squeeze. Yeah. Which was thing. hilarious. Yeah, and then... I don't think he died during the android or cell. And then he dies when Boo kills everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But and I'm saying... He kind of almost dies, too, on Namek when Frieza, like, impales him with his horns or something. Didn't they, he, though? They give him, like, a sensu bean real quick. And... No, no, I thought just... he did die, and then he got wished back by, like, some dragon. I don't even know. The Namekian dragon? The OG dragon? There was, dragon? like, some, Parunga? like... Plot point, like, one dragon could, like, resurrect a ton of people at once, and the other one could only do one at a time. Well, it's the, the, the Shenron on Earth can only bring you back once, but the OG dragon on the Namek planet can bring you back infinite times. Okay. But you, I don't know, I guess you gotta fly to the other planet to get the dragon balls. <sighs> Unless you can use instant transmission, you know, just teleport yourself around. Right. Much like know- Master Jedi's can use force teleport. Did you notice that in the fight between oh Neo and Smith that there was some uh, that they did their Zanzo Ken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it was like it's like it's like watching Dragon Ball Z because you know the the rain gets like blown back by the force of their punches, which is like a super Dragon Ball Z thing, and then they're teleporting around and like kicking each other, then teleporting again. It's just they're moving so fast that all you see is the blows and the shock waves. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like I'm watching an episode of Dragon Ball Z. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> From a, a you know a, a bad film enjoyment perspective, like the last 15 minutes are hilarious. Yeah, but so, when you went to see them originally when the movie came out, it was you were very I was very angry when I left the theaters. Like that was that was the end. Like <laughs> it was a video game. Yeah, it was a bad video game. So though, let me ask then. Is The Matrix Revolutions a better Dragon Ball Z movie than Dragon Ball Evolution? Is that yes. the live-action one? Yes. Yes, I would say it actually uh, is yeah. better than Evolution. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I don't know whether that's a badge of courage or an indictment of this movie further, that it's not even what it says it is, and it's a better Dragon Ball Z movie than it is a Matrix movie. Well, Dragon Ball Z at least had like a straightforward story. At least, like, actual Dragon Ball Z. The, the movie live action was was shit i don't even know what was going on but they were honest about what you were getting kind of i mean like you knew you were getting dragon ball z well the dragon ball z movie wasn't really dragon ball like it was but you've got goku and bulma like you've got your your yeah you had all your like build characters yeah this is just like a, a bait and switch of the matrix where it's like oh no it's the conclusion of the matrix trilogy and then it turns into dragon ball z yeah just the Dragon Ball Z fight, none of the yeah straightforward story of, oh, there's a bad guy, let's go punch him. Although I do give them credit for skipping the 20 seconds of reaction shots for every punch. 
from all the Smiths watching. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, their eyes should have been <laughs> pulsating. They did pulsate at the end when they exploded for some reason. That Neo, like, <laughs> cocooned out of the Smith body. Just like the first movie. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. And then, yeah, the machine guide uses, you know, Revo on installer to get rid of the remaining Smith files and you format pseudo format just get to uh, get the super user function out rfrm just you know start again yep but colonel sanders you know does start again and the little indian girl makes the rainbow for neo so she's the new neo what why was and the oracle why was she back? still there like i get that like seraph and the oracle were there but why was the little like girl there because the train man smuggled her in but wouldn't, like, the whole, like, resetting the Matrix thing, you know, reset her, too? Like... But she's the new anomaly. Is she? Apparently. She's making fucking rainbows. Did she make a rainbow, or did it yeah. just happen? No, at the end, the Oracle Maybe that's her, her program to make To make rainbow. rainbows. <laughs> she's, like, the, the part of the Matrix that decides when there's going to be a rainbow. I can't remember what her dad was a program for, and her mom was just, like super angry all the time at neo her dad was low-cost programming outsourcing oh okay yeah, he was dell tech support gotcha yeah i i'm guessing i mean they don't really explain beyond the fact that they're they're programs who want to get back into the matrix or something stupid well oh wait actually i guess those two were programs maybe they left the matrix to have like a kid program and then <laughs> right wanted to sneak back in and, like, they wanted to, like, <laughs> smuggle the, like, program back in that they had to make rainbows. Okay. Good story, right? It works for me. Okay. Just like the Oracle's a different actress. Whoops. Well, <laughs> they had to, like, you know, take 15 minutes out of the movie to explain the whole, like, whoa, my body changed. This is crazy. Wow. Sometimes happens, LOL. It's, it's like the old person who played me died. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we'll catch it in post. Uh, they did the same thing with Dumbledore, didn't they? Yeah. I didn't see those movies, but I heard like he died on the third one or something. Yeah, was it Richard Harris, I think was his name? Maybe. Yeah, he died from cancer. So it's probably a bad move for them to cast somebody who was going to die, but... I, I don't think you can really predict that. They shouldn't. He was a fucking wizard. He should have known. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they replaced him with psychotic Dumbledore. Again, like... I, I think I know who you're talking about, but I, I haven't really seen the Harry Potter movies, so... They should have had Patrick Stewart be Dumbledore. He wouldn't have... He would have been too recognizable. He would have given a great Shakespearean performance. Without hair. The guy, the guy they got wasn't too bad. I've only seen a couple of the movies with the replacement Dumbledore, but I didn't think he was... Michael Gambon? Yeah, I didn't think he was bad at all. I thought he... He's, I mean, he's coming from the same tradition as Stewart and those other English actors anyway. Well, I'm still going to put my vote in for Sean Connery. Well, that would have been... Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Sean Connery. Oh, wait, are we having chest. Sean Connery as Dumbledore or Sean Connery as the Oracle? Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> shocking. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. Okay. I would have liked him as the Oracle. Like her replacement. Just like go like full 360. Just like, oh yeah, we like the other actress died. We're just going to replace it with like some like old guy, graying, deep voice, Scottish accent. Be great. It probably would have been great. <laughs> It could have put anybody in there. I mean, could you picture Sean Connery making, you know, cookies with a little Indian girl? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Now I wanted to be in the first Matrix though and ask Neo, like, what's really gonna, you know, bend your mind later? Is would you have still knock that over if I hadn't told you to be careful, Junior? <laughs> of course, I guess he was busy, you know, filming Finding Forrester around this time. So, huh? Funny movie. Yeah. It's where the year the man now dog comes from. Oh, that movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a pretty good movie with a cameo from Matt Damon at the end. Yeah, who would have been a great Oracle too? Actually, I think Mark Wahlberg would have been a fantastic Oracle. They could have stuck him in there. Marky Mark. Yeah. Yeah, would have been pretty good. What? No. 
from The Happening, right? I think it's from The uh, Happening. That movie. Another. I think we got ourselves a Transformer here. Right there, Oscar. And, you know, all these random people taking over different roles in the movie would have, I think, improved the experience of watching it. Not from like an overall quality perspective, but at least you could look at it and be like, okay, well, this is entertaining. Instead of being something that really confuses you and makes you angry by the time you're finished watching it. Well, I think they blew their budget on like getting the like the few big actors they had. Right. And then the rest just on CGI, so they couldn't really fill those other roles. They with must have spent a lot names. of money on the actors then. <laughs> a fucking lot of money on the actors. Whoa! There's like an issue with CGI. You can like make try and make it like as good as you can for the time, but it's always gonna look bad because you'll like always have like slight imperfections unless you just like spend like a shit ton more money. So when you have these big scenes, you have to like make it look good enough for the time and then it doesn't hold up past like even the release of the movie, which I'm guessing what they did. Jurassic Park holds up. Yeah. Well I that's mean... because like they did a lot of practical stuff and like hit this, a lot of their CGI with like you know lighting and whatnot. They had a lot you of their... see the full shots, the full CGI shots. They they still look as good as they did like twenty some years ago. Like but when you see that full shot of the T Rex like eating the the uh, whatever they're called the Gallimimus or something as they're they're charging. Yeah, yeah. I think like, that's all CGI. It's and... easier to like CGI something that isn't human because like as humans we recognize like faces and when we see like something with an imperfection in the face we immediately recognize that as like all right something's wrong and your eyes don't look right your chins or like your like cheeks look too you know smooth or something like that or there's like no imperfections and like that's what happens a lot in the cgi in this movie yeah Yeah. i think they should have stuck more with practical effects like they did in the first one and just you know, like you said, blended the CGI around those practical shots. But can you really do practical shots with, like, DBZ fights? That's what I'm saying. There should have never been a DBZ <laughs> fight. Hey, now. You gotta end the movie on a bang. They ended on a rainbow. They did. They ended on a rainbow. But another reason that... that fight makes me upset is because, talking about Jurassic Park... They cheated in Jurassic Park and hid the T-Rex in the dark and in the rain. That's why he looks so cool. Yeah, you're right. They did. So, like, what's their excuse right. for this sucking? <laughs> so then they, they filmed this Neo Smith fight in the rain, in the dark. It's like, okay, but it still looks horrible. What would have been so difficult about having Hugo Weaving and Keanu Reeves fighting on a set? Like being pulled back by wires and whatnot? Yeah. I did that a little bit in, say, went to the warehouse, though. But it still looked bad. But then they're back to teleporting around and firing Kamehamehas at each other. They never fired energy beams at each other. They were, like, this close. They were, yeah. They were, they were close. That would have been the next. If they kept that scene going for another 30 seconds, they would have gotten there. Mm-hmm. Probably. Neo would have teleported to the top of the building and started saying, Ka, and everybody in the audience would have been like, Oh, yeah. Or he would have started charging the spirit bomb. Oh. See, that would have been cool if Neo had to charge the spirit bomb and all his friends had to fight Smith to distract him while he was getting the energy from people in the Matrix. But, but they're all Smith. But they're all Smith, so like he wouldn't be able to get any energy. <laughs> He's Jesus, though, so he can just totally borrow that on credit and pay his dad back later. <laughs> pay Colonel, Colonel Sanders, Sanders back <laughs> later. <laughs> get a small loan from Colonel Sanders and pay him back later. Sounds legit. You, you can't make one of your characters into God or whatever and then not really flesh that out or ask people to just suspend their disbelief to the point where it's like, okay, this guy is God, but with his godlike powers, he still is incapable of solving his own problems. And it's feel like if you're omnipotent, you would have no difficulty in addressing any issues that came your way, but Neo gets his ass kicked like a little kid on the schoolyard and then the machine god has to you know, Angel wings him. Which the Machine God, a separate story, is fucking stupid. The 90s dancing baby gift face. <sighs> Made out of the fine squid monsters. Like, why would the Machine God bother to do it? Why can't it appear on like a little screen next to Neo and be like, what's up? I'm in charge of shit. 
Why does it need to be a big scary face with lightning bolts around it? To make it look intimidating. But it's like not it's not the normal sentinels, it's like little tiny sentinels or something. That yeah. some for some reason just like float around the the machine city. For the, some reason. The, there's no waiting reason, for Neo right? to come and like That's why they're there. Slowly like float up with the baby face designed specifically to talk to people who come to the machine city yeah so was that just like the machine leader or something and it wasn't the architect or was that the architect i think that was the terminal that was the terminal yeah architect is still a program his job is to make the matrix i think the machine babyface thing is like the hive mind? Yeah, the command line. Like, there's, there's no higher power you can get to in the machine setup. Okay. I don't know. It, it, that doesn't seem like good design to have, no. like, a single point. It seems like really poor design, but... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it works for them because they're a pretty successful machine race. Except for the whole, like, fucking up the Matrix with Smith. Oops. Oops. Oh, well. Anything you guys like about this movie? No. No. <laughs> I kind of like the design of the Machine City. That's about it. <laughs> I'm really trying hard here just to like get like some bit of like, you know, just a small bit of silver lining. But... I liked it when it was over. <laughs> there was that. I did too. Um... I can't think of anything I liked about this movie. Even the mech thing that with the the guys piloting and firing, it, it like, like dumb. yeah, I wanted to like that so much, but it's just like man, there's you know there's a lot of other movies that did it better, like Aliens, Aliens, yeah, even Avatar. What about? <laughs> well, that it wasn't. I was thinking that one scene where, uh, is it Niobe is like piloting through the little. Maintenance tunnel. Oh, and crashes through the door. Yeah. Thus opening the door to the machines. Yeah. Bad move. Bad move. Fucking Will Smith's wife. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh. It's Jada Pinkett, Plinkett, whatever the fuck her name is, Smith. Okay. Yeah. She has a band, or she had a band. <laughs> I was trying to. I was just trying to think of a scene that we haven't talked about, and like, what about the fight with Bane Smith? No. Bane. Bane. I just can't take him seriously anymore in light of the Dark Knight Rises Bane. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just like... The Neo... one, oh, no. The oh. one part I did like is when Bane uh, killed that one nurse person not, that was like trying to give him the, the truth serum or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know if that's a good like silver lining on the movie, but I, I enjoyed that part. I thought it was laugh out loud funny when blind Neo can see Smith's evil fire body. And then like he smashes his head in. And just like, you. He's like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Another question. Since Neo in the previous movie can kill one of the squid things by thinking at it really hard. Yeah. How come he couldn't just go to the center of the machine city and just be like. Shh. He did though. But when they were like flying the ship towards the all the sentinels one, yeah. he was like swatting them down with neo powers. But he didn't. But there was get... like too many of them, so he's like, Ooh, but he has the limit to his powers. He's supposed to be fucking Jesus. Jesus has no limit. Mm, can Jesus hit... has limits. You keep hitting the bong long after I mean, everybody Jesus else has passed weaknesses, out. Okay. Like what? Nails. Wood. <laughs> yeah. wood. <laughs> Nails and wood. There you go. Traitors. Yeah. Eh, whatever. I mean, it all worked out in the end. I guess. 30 pieces of silver, hung himself. Jesus got the last laugh on that one. Yeah. Jesus didn't hang himself. No, no, no. The traitor hung himself. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. It's been... Well, I don't even know if I knew that. I honestly don't really... Not very religious. So by that logic, then Cypher should have hung himself. Right, but. right. It's, <laughs> but instead, how did Cypher die? He got blasted by... Um, did he get blasted by an agent? 
No, no, he got no. blasted by the operator guy on their ship. Got blasted by oh. uh, tank, not tank, dozer, tank, yeah, dozer, tank. tank, dozer, whatever. Dozer the fuck. got killed by. They're Cipher. disposable oh. black guys. They brought a new one in because I guess they couldn't get the actor back. Okay. Link, with his shitty fucking lines, like, oh, he's doing his Superman thing. No. That was the one guy who like saw the writing on the wall and got the fuck out. That the it, Oracle. Exactly. Wait, the Oracle died though, right? The original actress? Yeah, she okay. died. She escaped. Well, for all we know, it could have been a case of like the whatever that guy's name was who was Colonel Rhodes in Iron Man and then he was like, I want a lot of money because I'm a star now. And then Disney was like, aha, fuck you. Don Cheadle, what are you doing? <laughs> John che- Don Cheadle's better in the role. Oh, yeah, but it could have been one of those things where the guy's like, you want me back, it's going to be $10 million. And they were like, I'm uh, pretty sure we got other black guys in L.A. we can tap, so <laughs> take a hike. Really? I, I don't, I'm just saying, it could be that way. Yeah. I could. S- Is that really how it went down, though, you think? But probably. Um, I mean, I haven't ever read up about the whole switch there i don't know what the reason behind that is okay i just knew about the the iron man one which i always thought was funny okay that's a better movie than this yes yes it is even like i've never seen the hulk movies but i'm sure they are better than this depends on which one all any of them no the one with nick nolte is worse than this yeah where he becomes a yellow sludge monster at the end yep I'm your father, Bruce. Time to fight. Uh, okay, I'm not never gonna watch those. I don't think any of the Hulk movies are very good. That they, they no, they really, really aren't. It's from what I've heard. Yeah, I don't think the Hulk is a strong enough character, honestly, in terms of content to really carry a movie on his own. I think he's better as part of the Avengers. Just works better. Okay. I'm willing to be proven wrong on that point if they're going to make another Hulk origin I, I think story, they, but they've tried twice now. And <laughs> I mean, they've already like gotten deep into the whole Avenger storyline, so they're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Until Ruffalo wants more money. I'll tell him to fuck off. But he's hey, like, Mark uh, Ruffalo, fuck you. We got this guy named Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Bring him in. I think... I saw, I read something earlier this month about like i think ruffalo's like the lowest paid actor on the avengers or like one of the lowest paid ones robert downey jr is the shortest that's all i know i I think that's probably right though because i mean he probably has the least screen time of any of the avenger actors because most of what his character does is when he's the cgi hulk yeah and he's not doing that screen capture or anything but i mean you can argue the same for like robert downey jr like a lot of his shots are just like inside his face mask with like yeah that's little, true but he's but, more consequential to the movie from like right. a character perspective yeah bruce banner doesn't really say a lot or do a lot until he just sort of goes away until like right. hey we need right. you to like be and careful. there's the whole history yeah. that robert downey jr is has a really starring role in creating the marvel cinematic universe i mean there would not have been a marvel cinematic universe if iron man one and two hadn't done spectacularly and those are largely because of his performance, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the universe did start with the last Hulk movie, though. Fuck that. Did it? Fuck the yeah. Hulk. Yeah. it made no impact. That's when they started the, like, post credit scene teaser shit, because they teased Iron Man after that. Hmm. But nobody really knows that, because the Hulk movie sucked. Yeah, nobody like saw the, it. Like the Matrix Revolutions, just... And Reloaded. I'd say they're definitely in uh, descending order of quality in release dates. Yeah. Without a doubt. I don't know when Animators came out, but... I think it was between the two. It was between... Okay. I think it was like a direct-to-DVD, like... Here you go. But between the, the last two movies? I think so. So it would be... You'd move that one probably before the other two. Like Matrix, Animatrix... Yeah, I guess. If you're going to count all of the stuff, you're right. I was just thinking about, like, theatrical release. Oh, okay. Just like there was a Batman, six six different Batman animated shorts that were really fucked up and weird. What are you talking about? I was just saying, like, in the vein of the Animatrix, they did that with Batman. Oh, Gotham Knight. Yeah. Those were kind of cool. There's some goofy shit going on there. Like, the one where Batman has a shield generator, and, like, he looks like a little girl, like, with big anime eyes. (laughs) Huh. 
Yeah, and Alfred is like an old man. But I mean, that's like similar to like the Animatrix. It's like some of these are like you know kind of cool, like they're interesting. Some to of a them point. aren't. <laughs> and some of them are, meh, like trippy, acid trip stuff. Trippy acid trip. Yeah. The yeah, big, that one was where they were converting the robot to like have some humanity. That was a total acid trip. Okay. Take your word for it, drug addict. <laughs> Get yourself jacked into the matrix. Is that what the kids call it these days? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't really have anything else to say about the matrix revolutions. It fucking sucks. Yep. It's a disappointing conclusion to movies that really set you up to be excited. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, reading a Wikipedia summary is probably your best bet if you haven't seen it or if you don't remember it because you definitely don't want to watch it. Definitely catch the last scene on YouTube. It's very important. Or the last fight scene, the Agent Smith-Neo fight. Mm -hmm. Definitely check that out. Um, What was I going to say? What was I thinking of that was similar to that? Oh, check out the... Juxtapose the actual fight in the movie to the fight in the video game that came out with the movie. Much more interesting. I think in the video game you have to fight like a giant Agent Smith in the city as Neo. I don't remember that. Which made much more sense than like a million Agent Smiths standing around a hole in the ground next to a broken sewer main. That they some for some reason just start exploding. It, yeah, right, because the pipes just blow up. That would have been so much better to have a giant Neo and giant Smith fighting in the city like Kaiju. God, <laughs> That would have been, like, yeah. and they could have done that practically, too. That would have been fucking awesome. Would have been a lot <laughs> of work, great. though. It would have been much better than the, what we got. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, it still would have turned into, like, you know, anime fight style. Because, I mean, they have, you know, animes have done the whole, like, giants fighting in towns before. So they'd probably turn into some dumb anime shit. Maybe, maybe. This Agent could, Smith would take off his glasses only, and have giant eyes. Yeah, yeah probably. We, we, can only, we can only wonder what might have been. Get your 3D maneuver gear on. Yeah. And cut the back of their neck open. Yeah. Be pretty good. I'm going to cut the back of my neck open if I have to watch these movies again. Just... Get me first. Okay, I'll, we'll do you first. All right, thanks. Now, what are we doing next week? I might not be here next week, but we'll figure it out. What are we doing the week after next? Again, I am gone the next two weeks. What are we doing the week after that? Uh, Yeah, I got you now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's either Star Wars Holiday Special or Jingle All the Way in honor of Thanksgiving. We have to do one first because Christmas has already started, apparently. If you've been out to a mall, you know Christmas happens sometime in, you know, November, roughly November 3rd is when Christmas happens, I believe. Yeah. So, do you want the Star Wars Holiday Special, or do you want Jingle All the Way? It's up to you. We'll flip a coin. We'll flip a coin? I don't have a coin handy. We'll flip a coin sometime between here and the next We'll do a live coin flip on the podcast. I can flip this bottle cap I'm holding. Oh, Grant's getting a coin. We're going to do a live coin flip. Okay. Heads for Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> nice what'd it land on it landed right on my hand why well, i see that but it's is it heads or tails it's heads star wars holiday special it is so jingle all the way is reserved for christmas awesome so what are we doing for this are we like watching it live and like commentating or are we because i don't know how long it is if it's as long as a podcast a couple hours a couple hours yeah well i mean you got to factor in the commercials you have to realize this was like a tv broadcast so are we actually do I have to watch the commercials? Are they edited on the YouTube I mean, cut that's out there? The copy we have, the commercials are in there from Baltimore, I believe, but they're like hilarious 80s commercials with like the station wagon that's only yours for like seventeen ninety nine. Uh, Check out this 80s station wagon. Like the inside's all shitty plastic and the steering wheel looks fucked up. And It has like one real wood panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like bad tracking on the... It's, we have to watch the commercials. Yeah, we could, we could comment as it goes. I mean, if we can just like comment as it goes and then I can be done with it. Or if we actually have to talk about it afterwards. I don't know which would be less painful. I think we should do both. Why? Well, not, you know, a full length afterwards, but maybe we could just talk about what had happened in some in total at the end. 
Because it is. Have you ever seen the movie before? The movie? The holiday special. Have you ever seen it? I've seen bits and pieces. But not the whole thing? No. So once you've watched the whole thing all the way through, it's just like, wow. That was a thing. Yeah. It was certainly an experience. <laughs> so let's do that. Thank Good coin flip. Good catch on your wrist there, by the way. But really, I won't be here for the next two weeks, so... Yeah, it's going to be ready and waiting. Okay. We'll just talk about Star Trek or something you don't like. Jeez. Oh, Fine. Just while you're like gone. While you're, while you're fucking gone. What do you care? Actually, yeah, I don't really watch Star Trek that much. I yeah, don't just, you just haven't darkness. experienced its greatness yet, that's all. I never grew up with it. That was my thing. So, like, I just missed that part. So it doesn't have, like, this, like... This doesn't hold this place in my heart. But that's even better, because then you can be more objective than we are about it. Yeah, once you see Data just kill an entire colony full of people to make a point, that's when you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or have him kill a defenseless man because he doesn't want anything, you know, stop his evil business. Blasting motherfuckers. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Choo-choo? Choo-choo. <laughs> the train's coming. The tra- <laughs> The train's leaving. Oh, fuck. The tra- you know what? We're back to the train master. Oh, we're, okay. You know, full circle. And the podcast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 